Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome back to another edition of the podcast, and we know we've been away for a little bit, but you know, now is the best time to update you while we have a settlement reached in the Deshaun Watson disciplinary uh, issue, and it will be an 11 game suspension with a $5 million fine. Um, Judge Sue Robinson initially gave him a six game suspension. Obviously, the league felt that was uh, a little too low as they were pushing for an indefinite suspension, which would keep him out for the entire year. And if you want the truth, I honestly think that, you know, they were going to meet in in the middle, maybe like 12 games uh, at the most 14. And they wanted to get him on the field. You you're not going to miss out on the opportunity for Deshaun Watson to go out and play for a franchise that has, you know, built their roster up to playoff contention and built the roster up to be one of the best in football. And you're just not going to miss that opportunity. So he will be back for week 13 against the Houston Texans in Houston, his former team. I mean, that's just, I I don't know. Ratings are going to be insane. I think that's going to kind of be a, a PR nightmare, but it's definitely playing towards the, the entertainment value of, you know, of the situation. You know, when I, when I think about this whole thing, I, I really feel like, um, 11 games, we all think, well, that's a lot based on what the what we know. But once again, it's still a sensitive situation. But when I look at the thing, I think that it's the NFL kind of lost out, in my, in my opinion, because and, and Deshaun and, and the Browns win, because if they keep going and don't settle, there's a possibility that this could have went into next year as well. They give him the whole year and then, you know, being indefinite, it could have been into the 23 season as well, depending on, on what they had, had come to. And so I, I feel good about the 11 games. I mean, wish he didn't get any, but this is what it is. We have to face the music now, and now it's time for the team to, to go on and, and, and start preparing, knowing that he has 11 games and, and with Jacoby Brissett and, and everyone else. And like you said, the Houston Texans <laughs> will be the first game back, which is, is going to be crazy, I'm sure. You know, I, I think regardless of how it goes, they'll be losing games and we'll still have more fans in there, so it won't matter. <laughs> and so, <laughs> that's just how I feel. <laughs> and so we'll, we'll see what happens. But whatever it is, I, I, I like the fact that, you know, they get to come back uh, three weeks before the suspension end now so they can get back in the building, get acclimated to being around the players, can actually go to meetings. Can, so it's not like 
okay, he's back from suspension, throw him in, let's try to play. No, he's already moving forward and we're preparing for that week. So it, 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 I mean, when it's all said and done, it's over. We know what it is, no more waiting what this judge is going to say, what they're going to decide. We know, and it's over, and now everyone can move forward and prepare accordingly. Yep, and I think it's really important, um, especially after a 1-5 in five start in uh, last week's preseason game against the Jaguars, only got seven yards. Two drop passes by Anthony Schwartz. I understand. Don't, don't, I don't like the people say he was one for five, but they never mentioned that two were dropped because if he because if those two are cut, then he's three for five and he's throwing 60%. Yep. But no one talks about that because with, with the situation, everybody wanted to bring the negativity on him. Yeah. And I'm gonna get to that a little later about you know just trying to buff up the wide receiver room, but you know, I, I really think that the Browns kind of lucked out here. And with all the talk initially about the, the indefinite suspension, keeping him out for a year, if it was a year, he wouldn't be able to be at the facility. He wouldn't be able to play in the preseason games. You know, there, there's a lot that would go into that that would really hurt the team. And who knows what would happen going into next year? You know, that's a year that you miss out on the playbook. That's a year that you miss out on, you know, hanging around with all these guys until the offseason. And it's just you couldn't afford that. So I, I think right now um, they are very comfortable with the Jacoby Brissett going into the season. I definitely agree that he has the potential to get us at, you know, a six, maybe six wins, seven wins. And that's kind of just, seven. I'm looking at seven. Yeah. That, that's just kind of where we need to be. Um, how, with Jacoby, how, how would you attack this offense? How would you, you know, form this offense around Jacoby? You know, I, I think, I think schematically you can do the same things, you know, um, obviously he's not the runner that Deshaun is or the passer, but, but who is, I mean, there's only a couple people who can play like Deshaun Watson can, but you can still run the same plays with Jacoby in your offense, but he's, he's a seasoned veteran. He's, he's, he's played under Bill Belichick. That's who in fact drafted him, right? So he, he knows what he's doing. He's a, a, he's a true pro, so he knows what he's doing. I think when it's all said and done, me personally, when it's all said and done, Deshaun Watson back there, uh, the Jacoby Brissett back there, Bernie Kozar, Otto Graham, I don't care who's back there, turn the ball, turn around and hand the ball off to the running backs. It yep. doesn't matter yep. it doesn't, because we have the line. We got to get the, the center thing situated, but we have the line that can go out there and run the ball on anyone, even when they know we're going to run the ball. So we, it makes it a lot easier on Jacoby Brissett if we are able to establish the run against no matter who we play. Mm -hmm. Yep. And with the two drop passes by Anthony Schwartz, that's that was the guy that they were hoping was going to elevate this offense to the next level. It's been a while since we've had uh, a guy with that much speed and somebody that could just tear through a defense. Now it, it seems like it's going to be something that's obsolete. It's not going to matter. He's just going to kind of, he might have to take a back seat. And that's, that's really unfortunate. So I, I believe that maybe adding one more wide receiver into this mix would really help Jacoby. Um, and when Watson gets back, 
maybe Anthony Schwartz is better. And then you have another wide receiver, wide receiver option um, just for some extra security. And yeah, that that's really all you can, all you can hope for. And, you know, Jacoby has the mobility. He's not the fastest guy, but he's, he's smart. He's a smart runner. He's a physical runner. And that's something that I think we can play to a little bit. Um, but you're definitely right. Handing the ball off is, is something that we need to do. Jerome Ford just went off in preseason for two touchdowns. That's if you're going to move Demetrius Felton out to wide receiver, give Jerome Ford the ball. Sometimes you saw Dearness Johnson, Kareem Hunt, even though he, he does want to trade, I think the Browns are going to let that play out this year. And if he, you know, really proves himself, maybe bring him back for a couple more years. If you, if you really feel the need to, I don't think it'll happen, but there's, there's definitely some options there to keep Jacoby comfortable. And, you know, when Jimmy Haslam spoke in this press conference, uh, earlier today, he mentioned that Deshaun Watson is an elite talent. He's only 20, what, 28, 26? Yep, 26 years old. He he has time to, you know, keep getting better. And all this off-field stuff is something that he's going to have to, you know, prove to the organization that he's getting better. He's um, giving back to the community like he did in Houston, like he did at Clemson, and all this kind of stuff. Now, the thing is, Jimmy Haslam said, I think Deshaun deserves a second chance. Then there's Deshaun saying, I maintain my innocence. I, you know, I apologize to, to these women, all this stuff. And there's some contradicting statements in here that could, you know, kind of make some people think he did it or he didn't do it. I think when we go into these away games, this is something that's, you know, it's going to happen. It already happened in Jacksonville. You know, these things are going to happen. I mean, that that, that happens regardless. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it happens regardless. I mean, if, if, a, if a guy if a guy got a, a, a DUI, they're going to do it. It's, it's going to happen regardless. If, if nothing happened, they're going to try to find something to yell at the other team. That, it just happens. Mm-hmm. And but, but going back to your statement about possibly being contradicting statements. I, I think the fact that Deshaun has always maintained his innocence, it, it just, and, and he can really say it now, you know? It's, it's hard to just keep saying it when you don't know what your suspension is going to be or if there is going to be one. It's hard to just be, okay, have some bravado like this is what happened. He even talks about he's gonna, he wants to tell his story one day of what really happened. And so, now I think he feels comfortable. We can just flat out say it. I maintain my innocence. Now, when you look at Jimmy Haslam, it makes sense for him to say, uh, hopefully the sign gets better and he'll seek treatment or whatever, whatever they have to do, having place for him, because people want to feel like someone is showing remorse, right? Because there's still people who disagree and think he should not play at all. They think he's a criminal, even mm-hmm. though there's no criminal charges. And then there are people who say he should he should be playing. And so, it's, like I said, it's a sensitive situation. So you always have to try to maintain that 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 even level. And and I and I think Jimmy and, and D did a good job of that. Yeah. And uh, with the five billion dollar suspension, the NFL said that they're going to pledge seven million. Uh, okay, I just got a phone call. 
cut that out. Um, the NFL said they were going to use the $5 million fine and pledge an additional $2 million for this kind of research and development of people who have been victims of, you know, sexual assault and, and educating those to prevent it, all this kind of stuff. And the Haslam said they're going to pledge a million dollars and do some local, local things with some uh, assault agencies and stuff like that. This is kind of all you can, I feel like this is kind of all you can do. You need to kind of win it back. And Jimmy said it uh, when somebody asked, what are you going to do with all these fans that say, you know, they're not going to be uh, a fan of your team anymore. He said, we're going to win them back. And in this press conference, I really think they honed in on the idea that what happened, if it happened, is, is still a big issue in our country. It's something that we need to pay attention to. And, you know, Deshaun put people in, in an uncomfortable situation. And he said it triggered a lot of people. Triggered has a, a couple of different meanings. Could be a bad thing. Could, you know, just kind of be a whatever. But I, I really think the Browns are doing everything that they can to, you know, give back and, and prove that they're not a, uh, I don't know, sketchy organization. You know, that, and I think that's what it's about because, you know, when people think of the Browns, they think of, they always say the same old Browns, they can't win, can't, and everything goes bad. But it's, it's, it's a good situation because, you know, the owners, right, like you said, we're trying to put the franchise in a good light saying that we're going to do something to, to help uh, situations like this. Uh, so, I mean, it, it, once again, it's tough. But you, but you, you try to figure out a way to make everyone feel best possible, because no one's gonna, not everyone's gonna feel good, right, about the situation one way or the other. But if you can get them to feel better, either way, then then, then it's, a, it's a good thing. And I have one question now, yeah. and, I, and and not many people talk about this, and I don't understand why. So, Deshaun gets or settled. Uh, on an 11 game suspension and, and, and $5 million. So what do the Houston Texans get suspended? They were also uh, settled some of these cases. In fact, they settled 30, yep. which is more than him mm -hmm. for enabling him supposedly. If that's the case, shouldn't they receive a suspension of some sort? I think, I think they should. Uh, I that took such a back seat. I kind of forgot about it. I, I don't know why I that's did not. not. <laughs> I did not forget about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just. There's just so much that went into this that I, I think everybody is at fault. The Texans are definitely at fault for setting up these appointments and allowing this to continue even after this woman said she was going to expose Watson, and they're just like, mm, let's make sure this doesn't happen again. That's. That's a big issue. The NFL has this sick, twisted policy of we're going to investigate this with somebody that we hired and then we're not going to agree with it and then hire somebody else. And then now, now that we settled, I think maybe it was a front. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we're, we have this as a nuclear option. If you don't really comply with this, we're just going to blow it up and we're going to get what we want. You're not going to win. In, in my mind, and I, was, I have talked to people who 
cover other teams. I just talk to fans of football, friends of mine, and 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 I have maintained the entire time there was no way he was getting a, a year. No way. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I I honestly said that I thought he should just settle at six, mm-hmm. just to get to make it go away, and then does Robinson said six and I was like there it is yeah I think I think if if if, a lot, if there wasn't a lot of backlash about it about the sixth game I think it would have stayed there but then but a lot of people started talking about it and all that and 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 then they I figured I feel like they had to do something well, I feel like they're going to get backlash either way now because you said you are going to you're going to hold hold these players accountable for violating the CBA. You want them to be punished, especially for something as big as this. This is something the NFL has dealt with. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say sexual assault things with the players, but domestic violence and stuff like that. Oh, they dealt with it with Ben Roethlisberger. Yep. Yep. And that got, that got a reduced uh, a suspension and you are setting such a terrible precedent for your league. When you say we are going to punish these people, this is unacceptable. We cannot have this happening to innocent women. And then, well, you know, he, he brought up a good point. We're going to work with him on this. It's a, it's a backhand. And I personally believe that if he got a year, okay that's fine. I could see where it is coming from. This is a big thing that happened. It happened with multiple women. I understand, but just backhanding everybody like this is just, it makes no sense. And I I really think that the NFL is, should be open to this criticism and they should have an in-depth look at these policies and, and reevaluate everything and make it more strict or more to their word as they were preaching. It's, it's a tough situation because once again, you're talking about a quarterback who was one of the, the best quarterbacks in the league. And I, I mean, it's, it's, you often wonder if there's a different player, a different position, is it like this, you know? Because it's, because it's tough because, you know, they, they, they changed the game for quarterbacks, right? And I'm not saying he did anything. I'm just saying that they change the game for quarterbacks. Even the game and off the field, on the field is is different for quarterbacks. Things, it's the expectations are different for, for quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I think like if this is a if this is a second string linebacker, how does he get treated? Yeah, right. Yeah, and 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 and, and that's that, and that's why I think your your point is valid in that it has to be strict and it has to be no matter what. Mm-hmm. Because then we talk about superstar rules and things like that, and and, mm-hmm. and they start to apply, and, and, and everything isn't fair. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think they. Re- I, I think after all this, um, I know the the NFLPA and the, and the NFL come together on the on the CBA, but I, I think they I think they need to <laughs> redo some things in there, you know, <laughs> over the over the rule book and all that because. There's some there's some little small print that you can get around and th- and things like that, which will make it either hard for someone or easy for someone. Nope. And I think part of the reason why a full year wasn't given out is because the NFLPA and Watson signed was 
was poised to sue and try to take that to federal court. If you take that to federal court, Dan Schneider is going to get, you know, brought up and how long it took for them to punish him. You could bring up uh, Robert Kraft and, you know, all, all this kind of stuff and Ben Roethlisberger, if you really wanted to go there. And um, Houston, Texas and Jerry Jones. Yep. Uh, everything. It, you, it would just get blown up. And then the NFL would practically be forced to do some policy changes. And frankly, that's what needs to be done. It, it's just kind of ridiculous that it's gotten to this point where a case this big needs to, you know, expose every little thing that the NFL has put in place to make sure things like this don't happen. So it's just, it's a lot going on. You, you, you know, though, but you know a lot of times, especially when you're dealing with things like this, these rules are put in place with the hopes that we never have to use them. Yep. <laughs> right? And so and so that's why when it's like the first time, it's, it's, it's kind of hard because we never thought we'd be in this situation. Right? And the, play, the, the Players Association or the NFL never thought they'd be fighting this something like this and so it, it makes it tough when you when you agree to things we're like oh we'll take that okay that sounds good let's go yeah Hope, with hopes that not, something like this never happens and, and now that it does you, you don't you don't have a real rule in in, in law in place yeah it's you know it's really unfortunate and i really don't think the browns thought it was gonna kind of reach this point of so much so many different things going on so many different possibilities and i'm sure they were like yeah six games 12 games a year what are we gonna do um but just i i don't know i think you know i, I think to, to be honest i think they did know. you know because I, and i and i say that meaning that they there's always a chance someone's gonna get suspended when there's a situation like this right you never know how much but I figured they thought at the worst it could be would be one year, mm-hmm. right? But then at 26 years old, you still have a franchise quarterback moving forward. You don't have to worry about trying to draft a quarterback because you know, even if he doesn't play, it's the long play right here. Mm-hmm. It's, see, so even if he doesn't play this year, you know, the next four, you got somebody who can get down. Yeah. And I think that's what they were thinking, you know? I mean, they had to know there was going to be a suspension of some sort, regardless of him being innocent or not. There was going to be a suspension of some sort, and they had to know that. But but they, I think they went for the long play because they want that quarterback uh, position solidified. Mm-hmm. And gets out there, you, you, you have that. Yep. And Jimmy Haslam was asked if you – we're put on the same spot with everything that you know right now. Uh, would you still make the trade? He said, absolutely. Didn't give it a second thought, didn't pause, just instantly, absolutely. And this team was a franchise quarterback away from doing some big stuff. I think the 11 games is just going to kind of go by. Once we get to week 13, it's all going to come full circle. Hopefully we have everybody healthy. And that's going to be uh, – that payoff stretch towards the end of the season. And then we'll see what we're in for, for the next couple of years. I, I definitely think this move needed to be made. Um, the, the negative stuff that came with it is 
it happens. I mean, we're, we're Cleveland. We're kind of, we're built for this kind of stuff and it doesn't seem to shake some of the fan base. Yeah. You don't really like what he did, but the negative media, the negative attention didn't really affect anybody. We don't know what he did though. <laughs> yes. yes. And we, don't, we do not know what he did. You know, I think we, we, I think, you know, that it's, that's, it's over. That's done. And so I think, you know, moving forward, we have to talk about what's going on. You know, we got Jacoby. He got to start getting ready as the number one guy. Mm-hmm. Stefanski said Deshaun is not playing Sunday. And so now it's Jacoby's team. So now we have to start scripting with Jacoby in mind. You know, not, not only for this preseason game, but moving forward for Carolina. That's that's that. so we have to start getting ready for Carolina. I mean, we're in preseason and all that, but we're getting ready for Carolina. Mm-hmm. That's the first game, so you have to get Jacoby all the reps that he can get he, as the number one. He doesn't have to split those anymore. He, he just and so with that in mind, we know what he, we can figure out what he can do because Stefanski also said he's still trying to to get to know Jacoby. Yep. So now you have all the time to do that. Because he's your number one quarterback, so you know what runs he can run, what passes he can throw, or or can't, and so it makes it easier for your game plan. But now you have, with the, with the Deshaun situation over, you have all this time to, to move forward and try to perfect your offense. Yep, and there was talk about Jimmy Garoppolo, the Browns potentially being interested in him if the Watson suspension was increased. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think another quarterback is going to be brought in. Safansky said he has he has trust in Jacoby. The team has trust in Jacoby. They have had trust since he walked into the building in April. And that's that's the biggest thing we need. Chemistry was something that people felt they didn't have last year with Baker Mayfield. And now we have a leader with Jacoby. And even when Deshaun comes back, I still feel like Jacoby will be the guy that a lot of people go to to, to talk about or talk with and uh, just kind of figure some stuff out. I, I truly like what this front office has done for preparing for this moment, for preparing for the suspension and getting their guys mentally ready and accepting the fact that they're not going to have an elite talent at quarterback for an extended period of time. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really impressed that we are so professional right now and we are ready for, for anything, right? Yeah, that, like I said, I, I, we've watched Jacoby play on other teams. We've seen him play winning football in New England. He did a good job in Indianapolis. They actually wanted him to start in Miami last year. Right. And so he we, we know he can go out there and, and do the job. It's, what makes it easier for, for him is the other 10 guys doing their job. And, 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 and with that in mind, I need the receivers to step up. You know, yeah. <laughs> I need the receivers to step up. I and mean, we have Amari, but I, who's going to be the guy? Mm-hmm. Who's going to be the guy? Is it going to be DPJ? Is it going to be Swartz? Who's going to be the guy? Going to be Felton? Somebody, because if not, there are a lot of guys out there yep. who, who've done a, good things in this in this league, and and sometimes a veteran presence is, is what's needed in, in in a particular room to make to make that room better. 
Like mm-hmm. even even if he's not gonna play as much as people would think, when he's in that room, he makes younger people straighten up and be like, "Oh, I gotta play," or I could be out here because this veteran has already done it. Yeah, and with Odell and Jarvis, I think that was probably one of the better things to happen to some of these younger wide receivers is you have some guys who have been in the league. Odell was one of the best receivers that we have seen um, in the last couple of years. And that was a huge influence. And Amari Cooper alone is not enough to, to really set these guys apart. We need one more guy just to come in and, and coach these guys up a little bit. Schwartz is somebody that he has a lot of potential he can, like I said, he can set this offense apart from others, and he's just, he's not ready yet. And Stefanski played him with uh, jet sweeps some last year. That didn't really work. You're trying to play to his track star speed, and, you know, you didn't get much out of it. Send a couple of deep balls downfield. He's not running the routes fully. He's he's cutting it short. He's doesn't have the footwork to just kind of have a nice separation off the line. It's just pure speed. And we can't rely on that. Donovan Peoples-Jones is going to be a a really important piece to this offense. I think David Bell is going to be somebody who's, I I don't want to say sneaky because he's obviously somebody that people are going to watch for, but he's going to be somebody that is going to make a, instant impact or has to make an instant impact along with Michael Woods. And, and I think Harrison Bryant will also have a, a big year this year and potentially just, I just give us other options to, to set us apart. Yeah. I mean, we got, we got guys who can do it. I mean, everybody needs to step up. I, I, I still think they need to bring in a, a veteran receiver. I, 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 I haven't looked at the list of who's free still but i think i think at at one point my number one was uh between emmanuel sanders and ty hilton okay because somebody somebody who can run through the middle be a slot guy and and do some things you know kind of like they're trying to do with anthony and i and i think and i think anthony will be good when he when he really learns the position but it's about time right and so So in, in, until then, I think you, you, you need a veteran presence like one of those guys who can who, who've done it on a on a big stage and, and made plays. And I still think have the ability to do so. Mm-hmm. And I think we're lucky right now that I have we have no negative things to say about the defense. The defense has been absolutely stellar in training camp. I think Watson has had five balls batted down. There's been interceptions all over the place by all of these different quarterbacks. The uh, I think some people that have stood out, DeAnthony Bell has definitely stood out uh, as a as a really nice safety. Jacob Phillips has been in there a lot uh, and, and getting in the backfield. JOK is obviously fantastic. John Johnson has been having a really good camp. So everybody is just really impressing me. And that's they are gonna be the the rock to this team for this for this year. And I'm I'm really excited to see what they're planning to produce. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see, especially uh, the next couple of days because they they start practicing against the Eagles. Mm-hmm. So now they're gonna see some offense that isn't conventional with with Jalen Hurts, right? Because he's gonna have somebody who can run all over the place if they need him to. 
He's yep. gonna they, they can they can do the RPOs, they can throw the ball. So so you have to you have to be on your P's and Q's. Everybody has to know their assignments and, and be where they're supposed to be to, to kind of stop this offense. So that's what I'm looking forward to to watching them or, or hearing about what they're were doing in practice for these first two days and then seeing it on Sunday. Yep. And I think Martin Emerson is going to get a, a decent amount of time in these joint practices. He had a really nice interception in the preseason game against the Jaguars. Uh, he actually graded out to be one of the highest graded rookie corners of that preseason week, which is, is really impressive considering we didn't know much about him uh, when we drafted him. I think third round corner was not something that we were expecting, expecting edge, receiver, literally anything else. But we got a solid talent, and even though he's gotten beat a couple of times deep, uh, he he has time to develop, and he has flashed dominance on the field. So I'm really excited to see what he can do, and hopefully we can get him in there against the Eagles' really stacked wide receiver core in these practices. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to figure out. You know, we we talked about some offense, what needs to happen. We talked about some defense. We still need some special teams. Yep. We need some returns. Yeah. That's what, and and it's a shame that King Grant got hurt because you know we're expecting big things from him. We're maybe going to see some touchdowns like we haven't seen in years, but but somebody's got to step up. I mean, and and when you're talking about guys stepping up, this is for some people. This is your way to make the team. Yep. If you can be the returner and and say a third or fourth running back or third or fourth receiver then that kind of solidifies you but if you're not one of the, the top receivers and you, you you can't return either why do we keep you you know it's, it's so it's one of those situations i think somebody needs to step up in that returner role and 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 so dominance like this is my job you guys can get out of here because this this is my way of making the team and i'm just looking for someone uh to to do that i would like if, if me right now I wish I, I wanted to be Dimitri. Yeah, I want. I I feel like he can do it. I don't, you know. I, I feel like he could be the guy, and and I, and I and I really wanted to be him. I agree. I he's he's definitely been the best out of our bunch. Uh, we've had in the practices Donovan Peoples Jones, Dimitri Felton, Ronnie Harrison, uh, Jamarcus Bradley, and I believe. One of our other uh, undrafted free agents has been taking a lot of returner reps and Demichik has been the best one by far that I've seen. Um, he, he flashed it last year and I think anybody is no disrespect to Donovan, but I think anybody is better than him back there. Um, and that's definitely the position that we need to, we need to focus on. We got to get you back in there. <laughs> hey, they got to pay me a lot. <laughs> I, they got to they pay me a lot and promise me I will not get hit. Yep. <laughs> I would do it then for sure. <laughs> I mean, anything helps at this point. Yeah. So, down to these Eagles and 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 hopefully see some good football and 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 everybody forget about this suspension and just move forward and and, and go Browns. Yep, I can't wait for Week One. Baker Mayfield is slated to be the starting quarterback after uh, not a really intense QB competition in camp. I kind of figured Sam Darnold would kick it into gear and and put up a fight for QB one, but um, it seems like Matt Corral has been a guy that has overshadowed shadowed uh, Darnold and 
who knows what happens to him, but that is a really talented QB room and whoever we face week one, uh, it'll be, it'll be really interesting. So can't wait to see what they can do on the field. Sunday at 1 PM, we face the Eagles. That's going to be a really good game. And frankly, I, I could expect some tempers to rise in these joint practices. Oh yeah. I think going into, uh, after the settlement, you know, maybe some of these Eagles players have have something against Watson. You never know what's going to happen, but anything can happen. Uh, so Sunday is going to be really interesting. And, you know, it's hot outside. They got pads on. Yep. They get to hit somebody else. Yeah. Right. That, yeah. That's that's why the tempers get flared because people are practicing harder than than others are expecting. And so and so that's what happens when tempers start to flare and you hit me too hard, blah, blah, blah. And but so so yeah, that'll be good because now it adds fuel to the game Sunday. Yep, can't wait for it. Um, and it feels good to have have all of this resolved. It's yes, it does. Now we know we don't have to think and speculate on what's gonna happen. We now know it's over. Everybody, forget about it. Let's move on. Yep. All right. We will see you guys next episode. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.